Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Axios Church Online. We're so honored you have joined us here today. We're going to continue our series, Can I, today. I'm so excited about this series, and I hope you enjoyed next the past couple weeks of this series we're actually on week six of can i um a couple weeks ago we talked about can can i have your pain says the lord can i have your space you know can i have your your thoughts we talked about last week but we're going to be kind of going a little deeper into that and we're going to kind of uh, dissect what god wants to talk to us today but one way that you can engage with us in this series and in this message and in Sunday is through your comments. Right now, there's people at Axios Church that wants to connect with you. And one way you can do that is through your comments. If God is speaking to you in some way or or you like what you heard, put it in the comments. This is how we do online church here at Axios Church. So don't be shy right now. Go in the comments and, and tell us where you're from and just engage with us in the comments. Another way you can do it is get your notepad, notepads out, get your Bibles open, sit down, get your cup of coffee or get you a Red Bull if, this is, if you're watching this at the 630. Whatever you got to do, get connected, be engaged in what God wants to speak to in your life today. So we're going to get right into this series, the week six of Can I? You ready? All right, here we go. Today I'm going to be talking about... Can I have your comfort? Can I have your comfort? I don't know about you, but I like to feel comfortable in life. I like to have all the comforts in life. And I'm going to be speaking to me just as I'm much speaking to you today because I am dealing with this on a constant basis because that's all we want. We want to be comfortable in life. We want to have all the great things that life has to, we want that great job. We want that, that house, that massive house with the picket fence. We want all the financial worries to be gone. We want to no, have no worries in life. And even though those are great goals to obtain in life, but great goals in a wrong season can do damaging things in your life. See, sometimes comfort can be the killer of your progress in life. Sometimes comfort can be the killer in your progress because, because what we do is we become so comfortable in life, we don't even think we need Jesus anymore. We got it all taken care of. We got the finances. We got the job. We got whatever we need. And we don't even need Jesus anymore when we get too comfortable in our life. See, there's people that, that, that have all the resources in the world, that has all the finances in the world, has all the things that they have, that they work for, and they have all the provisions in the world, and sometimes they're the most lost in this world, and you ask why? You have it all, and how are you, you're so comfortable, how are you, uh, how are you lost? How are you depressed? Maybe is this, maybe comfort is not about having, Maybe comfort is about being. Maybe comfort is not about getting this and obtaining this. Maybe comfort is about being, you know, being in God's presence, being the apple of his eye, being with Jesus, knowing that he has our back. It gives us a sense of comfort in life. But also, when 
when life and, and discomfort comes in our life, our first reaction is to find the next thing, the first thing that makes us comfortable again. Like we go to that next relationship, we go to that next job, we, we go to that next thing. And when chaos and discomfort comes in our life, what do we do? We go to the first thing, we attract to the first thing that brings comfort back because that's all we're all trying to do is be comfortable in life. But today, I want to talk about when life gets a little bit uncomfortable, how we need to handle this discomfort in our life so we can grow in the season that God has for us in our life. So number one, we're going to talk about discomfort in our life. Number one, discomfort will show you who you really rely on. Discomfort will show you who you rely on. See, one thing I know is when in, in seasons in our lives of discomfort, we, we really are figure out who we rely on. See, some of us relate, rely on our resources. Some of us rely on our network. Some, some of us rely on our relationship, on our money. We rely on these things when discomfort season in our life comes and we attach to the first thing that makes us comfortable. But when discomfort comes into our life, See, we, we have the tendency to, to find the first thing so we can get control back in our life. But when we understand that, that God uses discomfort and, and we have to change our mindset to instead of retreating and running away from things in our life, then no, we got to get closer to his voice, closer to God, closer to what he's doing in our life. See, in the book of Daniel, there's three boys that, that, that we, we can go through in, the, in this scripture that we can learn from in our life because they were in a, such an uncomfortable situation in their life. See, in chapter 3, Daniel chapter 3, we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Man, these three, these three Hebrew boys that were, that were dealing with, in, they were in a, a, a land that was not their land in Babylon, and, and they were dealing with so many things in their, in their life. And we see here King Nebuchadnezzar does a decree in the land. Then he says, when I blow the trumpet, when I blow the, the harp, when I blow all these instruments, you need to bow down and worship this idol, this idol that they, uh, that they, they, they rise up in, in the nation. So what happens? Everybody gets ready. And then the harp plays and the trumpet plays. And I want you to picture this picture in your mind that everybody starts bowing down, but there's three boys that stood up. How uncomfortable, I don't know about you, but awkward. It's an uncomfortable situation. Everybody is bowing, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is standing up. And I'm here to tell you that the king did not like what he saw. Let's go to um, Daniel chapter 3, verse 14. It says this. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you did not, did you not serve my God or worship the golden image that I have set on you? Now, if you are ready when, you're, when you hear the sound of the horn and the pipe and the lyre and the, and, and the bagpipes and every musical instrument, you need to fall down and worship the image that I have made. Well and good. But if you do not worship... You shall immediately be cast in the fiery furnace, and who, is, and who is the God who will deliver you into my hands? And this is verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. This is a decree that was given to them, and they said, and, and, and he gave them a, a kind of a second chance. Listen, 
before you stood up. Now I'm going to give you a second chance. This is what Keith Nebuchadnezzar is saying to them. When I blow this trumpet, when I blow this, this harp, when the instruments start playing, you better bow down because now I'm mad. You're going to be thrown in the fiery furnace. And look what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in verse 16 answered and said, um, King O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this will be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from this burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But in verse 18, I want you to get this in your heart, in your soul, and in your mind. This is somebody that needs to get this in, in their minds, because when life hits, and you feel like you're in a fiery furnace, and you want to be rescued, and, and this is what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, you know, our God is going to rescue us. But then in verse 8, he says this, but if not, but if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve the God and worship the, the golden, um, golden statue. Listen, they said, listen, I know my God's going to provide. I know this is an uncomfortable situation. I know discomfort is going to my life. I know that there's a fire that is going to, that is, I see burning right now. I know that that's my fate, but I'm here to tell you today that if God will deliver me, but if he does it, greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. He is going to do his will in my life. We have to have a, 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 a sense in our life that when discomfort comes, yes, God, we have the faith to deliver, but if he does it, he is still God. And and if you read the story on, it said there was another one in the fire. It said that God himself was in the fire with them, and they didn't have anything wrong with them. No burn marks, no smell of smoke. It was a discomfort situation, but God delivered them because of their obedience and faithfulness to him. When discomfort comes in our life, we have to rely on Jesus because there's going to be opinions in your life. There's going to be things thrown at you at all times. You might have a, a, a one week that is so perfect, and the next week, there's like hell has raised it all, all in your life. I'm here to tell you, when discomfort comes, the only out in your life is to rely on Jesus. Discomfort is not the end. But in the hands of God, he gives us another type of comfort. It's called his peace. It's called his peace. And his peace is whenever I'm facing things in my life, I have this reassurance and this peace in knowing that he has me, that he's in the fire with me. But I'm here to tell you, when discomfort comes, your faith will be tested. I'm here to tell you that when comfort comes, your morals will be tested. When discomfort comes, your will, your willingness to, to, to make right decisions will be tested. Your talents, your abilities will be tested. I'm here to tell you that you can go in the midst of the fire, but God is there with you. You don't have to do it alone. Discomfort might be there, but you have to rely on the source of your life, which is Jesus Christ. When discomfort comes, rely on God. Can I have your comfort, says the Lord. Number two, when discomfort comes, listen, it says discomfort will test your prayer life. Discomfort will test your prayer life. I don't know about you. Man, I, I start praying even more when chaos comes in my life. Isn't that crazy? That when everything is good, our prayer life is a little less. But when everything is wrong, 
we start praying like no other. We get every devotional book out. We get every scripture out. And we start praying this thing out. What, you know, what happens if we start praying on the other side when things are going good? Not that, things, not that everything would change, but we have to bless God in our prayer life. See, if we go here, it's still in the same book of Daniel. Now in chapter 6, we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, one of his friends named Daniel, talking to, facing King Darius. And, and what, what King Darius said, basically he said, listen, it was another decree, and, and people were like, hey, we want people to just pray and worship you, King Darius. And Darius said, yeah, let's do it. So they were trying to catch um, um, Daniel in a vulnerable position because they knew that Daniel was not going to pray to nobody but the, the, the God of Israel. So what happens? They put the decree, just like the, the, the statue. You know, things are going to come in your life. When things look good, because Daniel was favored in this time. He wasn't just an outcast. He was actually a part of the officials in that time. They saw favor in, Darius, in, in Daniel's eyes in King Darius. But when life, is, when life looks like it's all comfortable, here comes the discomfort. And, they, and one day, Daniel was praying, and they saw him, and they threw him in a lion's den. They threw him in a lion's den. But when discomfort came, when the decree came, what did Daniel do? He didn't go to his resources. He didn't go to who he knew in the chain of command. He went straight on his knees and started praying to God. See, this, when discomfort comes, it would challenge where your prayer life is. It would challenge the communication that you have with God. In the midst of discomfort, in, in the midst of discomfort, think about this. Daniel is in the midst of lions, in a den all alone. What does he do? See, if you read a couple chapters before, you can know that Daniel, he was a, he was a well a fit man. He, he went through this fast and, and they, they saw that he was uh, even stronger than everybody before. So he wasn't no chump here. This is Daniel, probably with muscles ripped, ready to go. I can see Daniel, man, what can I do? What, I, can, I can knock this lion out. I can do this. I, I learned this move here. But what did he do? He got on his knees and prayed. They said an angel appeared and he shut the mouth of the lions. See, when communication with God is more powerful than his abilities that he had. See, when, when, when communication with God is more powerful and, and, edit, and, and, uh, and in your life than what you can do, then things change in your life. Discomfort will test your communication with God. Matter of fact, discomfort will give you no other option but to pray. Philippians chapter six, verse, 4, verse 6 says this, Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, but prayer and supplication. Send your thanksgiving requests to God, the all-knowing God. John chapter 15, verse 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. And in, in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 7 says, Pray without 
ceasing. We need to have a constant communication with God because when discomfort's gonna come in your life and it's gonna test who you are and the prayer life you had, it's gonna test your relationship with God. It's gonna test your prayer life with God because you can't do this alone. The, see, Daniel needed, needed an angel to come shut the mouth of the, of the lions. He couldn't do it alone. I'm here to tell you, you can't do life alone. You don't have the, enough money. You don't have enough connections. You don't have enough resources. I'm here to tell you that there's a God that wants to do this life with you. He's always going to be there. He's going to save you from the lions. He's going to save you from the fire. But you have to put your reliance on him. And when discomfort comes, you got to know that it's going to come, that you have to rely on him, and you got to get in communication with God. When you are tested, when, when, when you are tested and when comfort comes, it strips everything out of you and you have to rely on God. God. And you say things like, God, I have done all I can. I have tried to network myself into this position. I've tried everything I can. I'm at the end of me, God. I need you. And in a heart of surrender, God can do something in your life. He takes control. Sometimes it takes discomfort for us to be drawn back to God or drawn into the most important thing in relationships in our life. Sometimes we need discomfort to direct us back to where we need to be all along. See, relationships without communication, they don't thrive. So get back into communication with God in times of comfort and, when, and, and, and drive yourself back into communication and, and telling him, God, I am at the end of me. I need you. I can't get through this. Do life with a God that wants to do life with you. It's discomfort. He says, can I have your comfort today? Number three, discomfort will, will allow us to get realigned. Discomfort will allow us to get realigned. I have back problems. I have bad back problems. And I can tell when my back is going out. So what do I do? I go to the chiropractor. And when I go to the chiropractor, they realign me so I can walk and function the best I can. See, whenever discomfort comes, it, it puts us back into realignment that is not by my ability, it's not by my will, it only is by the Lord. See, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and six, uh, 7 says, um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him, he will make your path straight. It says, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. When you have discomfort, that comes in your life, what do we do? At, what's the first thing we do? We try to fix it. When the discomfort comes in our life, what do we try to do? We try to fix it. But I'm here to tell you, you can't fix your issues that God is ordering. If God is ordering steps in your life, you can't fix what God is ordering. You can't fix what God is doing, the steps that he has for your life, because sometimes God puts discomfort in our life for us to rely on him more. We can't change it. We can't fix it. He's ordering our steps. You need this season. You need this little discomfort to get you aligned to God that he is God and I am not. Because sometimes we think of ourselves as many gods. That when things happen, I can do this. I'm at mapping out my own life. I'm in control of my future. I can figure this out. 
and we think that we can do all this. But I'm here to tell you that you're not God. That God is ordering our steps each and every day. And when we come and surrender to him, it says it that trust in the Lord with all your heart and he will direct your path. John chapter 3 verse 30 says it like this. Uh, he must increase, but I must decrease. We have to come straight back into alignment with God. That God, you are in control that you are the creator and I am the creation and I'm here to serve you, God. Whatever is your will, whatever you need in my life, if I need a little bit of discomfort in my life to align me back into alignment with you, bring it on because I know that you're going to be with me every step of the way. But in reality, God is in control and we need to trust him that he might bring a little discomfort, but it's aligning us back to who he is. He is God. He is true. He is faithful. He is God. He's never left our side. He is still good. In the midst of discomfort, we have to have the mindset that he is still good. Psalms chapter 119 verse 68 says, you are good and you do good. Teach me your statutes. Teach me your statutes. See, discomfort will come, in, but it's going to realign us to who we are called to be in him. And the last one I have for today, number four, discomfort doesn't mean abandonment. Discomfort does not mean abandonment. See, sometimes we believe that if we're going through an issue, we did something to deserve this. But I'm here to tell you that sometimes it's not what you deserve. Sometimes it's what you need to grow. Discomfort is a Realignment. Discomfort is a shaking that we need in our lives. When we get too comfortable in life, we rely on ourselves. But when God shakes some things, we get our reliance back on him. But what happens when God shakes things in our life? We feel abandoned. Where have you been? Why are you doing this to me? I'm a good person. He's not saying that you're bad. The discomfort doesn't mean that you're bad. The discomfort means that he's growing you to be better. This is not abandonment. It's a growth. See, in the book of Genesis, we see a story here of a dad and a, and a son. And this story kind of just breaks it down. It's, it's all about discomfort. It's all about having faith. It's all about victories all in one. And it's the story of Abraham and Isaac. If you're going to go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 22, it says like this. And after these things, God tested Abraham. And he said to him, Abraham, and, he, and, he, and, he, and Abraham said, here I am. Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Morah and offer him there in a burnt offering on one of the mountains in which I shall tell you. In verse 3, and Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled up his donkey, and took his two, uh, two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And cutting wood he, for the burnt offering, he arose and went to a place which, Jesus, which God had told him. See, right here is a very uncomfortable situation. <laughs> it's an uncomfortable situation for Abraham. It's a very uncomfortable situation for Isaac. Like Abraham, the son that you love... I need you to give him up. Awkward. Uncomfortable. Not wanting to do that. Isaac, follow your dad. 
It's going to be a burnt offering. But where's the sacrifice? You keep on reading. Isaac literally asked his, his father, okay, God, I, uh, Dad, I, I, see, I see the wood. I see, I see the, what we need to do a fire. But where is the burnt, where's, the, where's the offering? See, he, he was questioning. It was awkward. And, and Abraham had, had, had to follow what God was doing, even in an uncomfortable a, a discomfort in his life. The thing you love the most, give it up. See, it doesn't make sense. You know, have you been there before where God tells you to give up something that you love the most? And it doesn't make sense. And you question God and you're like, God, I've served you. I've given. I've done my time. I've done what you told me to do. I've been faithful. And you're telling me to give up the thing that I love the most. What are you doing? Are you abandoning me? Have I done something to you? Have you been there? Can we be real today? Have you had that conversation with God? Did I, did I, did I make you mad, God? See, this is where Abraham was. God, I've done all I can, but why this? But when you have a life of understanding that discomfort doesn't mean abandonment and knowing that God will provide, it changes everything. Like, like Abraham was so faithful and knew that he, God was going to provide that he had no other option just to do what God said. He knew he wasn't abandoning him. He knew that God was going to provide. So we have to have the mindset that it might not understand and discomfort might come, but God will provide. And he says here, if you keep on reading in, 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 the, in the chapter, it says, but the angel of the Lord came to him after, uh, came to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For I know that you have feared God, seeing that you have not withhold your son, your only son from me. Verse 13, and Abraham lifted his eyes and looked and behold, behind him was a ram caught in the thicket of the horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham named that place. The Lord will provide. And he said, on this mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. I'm here to tell you that there's a place in your life where you can be so obedient to God and you might not understand, but I'm here to tell you that when, when God is telling you to give it all, he's going to come right around and there's a provision that's going to come in your life. It's not an abandonment. It's not what, what you think is going to be. God is preparing something that you don't even see. God is preparing a blessing that you don't even know. God is preparing a season, a time, a, 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 a person that you don't even under, can comprehend right now. There is, you just have to be obedient. He's not abandoning you in times of discomfort. No, he wants to grow you. He wants to see what that faith can grow in you. I bet you since this time, uh, Abraham did not have a faith problem because God provided. He thought he was going to, he thought it was the end. He thought he was going to have to sacrifice his son. But God, the all-knowing God, provided a ram in the thicket to be the sacrifice. And that is what God is doing in your life. He's not abandoning you. He's just, uh, he's just adjusting things in your life. So he's going to provide in the times where you think you don't have the answers, in the times when you don't think you have the provision, he is providing things on the other side of that, that, of that obedient season in your life. All you got to do is whatever he says, say, here I am, God, and go, and he will provide in your life. Discomfort 
can turn into your greatest blessing. Discomfort can turn into your greatest blessing. And as I close, see, there's two types of people in, 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 in your life. There's people that whenever you hit the bed, you fall asleep right away. But then there's those crazy kind of people that whenever you hit the bed, you're up for another couple of hours. I'm one of those people that when I hit the bed and I hit that pillow, I'm out. See, this is what comfort does. See, when I hit that pillow and I, I, I'm ready to go to bed, I, when I hit that soft, comfortable, nice pillow and the AC's at 74 with the fan on, I mean, I, when I hit that, it is, oh. See, this is what comfort does in your life. Comfort wants to put you in a sense of reliance, a sense of lullness, so it strips the purpose in your life. Comfort wants you to just rest in your issues. Comfort wants you just to rest in your abilities, rest in your provision. Because when you rest in it, you're comfortable enough and you won't get back up because you're too comfortable. See, I'm here to tell you today, don't rest in comfort. We want it and it can be attained in your life but when we're focusing on just being comfortable in life, there's no growing in our life. When we're too comfortable, we don't get up and do what God's called us to do. When we're too comfortable, we just stay in a sense of lull. We just stay in a sense of just comfort and just wanting to be easy, take life easy, do life easy. But I'm here to tell you that life is not easy. Yeah, we want comfort in life, but sometimes we got to live life on the edge because God is doing a new thing. Don't you see it? It says in the Word of God, don't you perceive it? Don't you see it? He wants to change change things in your life, but we, we can't stay so comfortable. Can I have your comfort, says the Lord. Comfort wants us to lay in our problems, not get up and move. Uncomfortable times makes us aware of stuff we need to work on. Uncomfortable seasons gets us in realignment to say, hey, I need to work on some things. And it also says, we, who do I rely on? It draws us back into communication with him. It puts us in alignment with God. He is God. I am creation. I need to serve. I need to do what he tells me to do. I might feel uncomfortable, but I'm not abandoned. I'm not abandoned. In uncomfortable seasons, you are not alone. God will provide. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.